everybody. Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Welcome to this Monday show of TRB, which is our discussion show. And we're going to talk about a movie that just turned 40 years old, Return of the Jedi, but a sort of what if situation. So what if Luke Skywalker decided to fight Palpatine at the end of Return of the Jedi instead of throwing his lightsaber away? Uh, What would have happened? in our opinions. Uh, of course, we know what actually happened in the movie, but they're certainly uh, open for interpretation in terms of what would have happened had Luke decided to ignite that lightsaber and fight Palpatine the way he fought Vader. Uh, so that'll be our discussion later. But uh, I'm John. With me, as always, is Lacey and James. And um, speaking of uh, Luke Skywalker and that lightsaber. Uh, I hope everyone had a chance to check out Lacey's unboxing video from last week. Uh, got to check out a lot of stuff from Hasbro Pulse. So, Lacey, you had a good time with that. Do you have the lightsaber? Is it is it battery operated, ready to go? Can you ignite that thing for us? It's not out of the box yet. Oh, right. Well, it's it's more valuable that way, I guess. Well, uh, I plan to take it out of the box. I just haven't <laughs> taken it out of the box yet. Yeah. It was, um, we, we did an unboxing, but there will be a further unboxing. What if we what did if an Luke... unboxing of boxes and then yes. we're going to yeah. unbox the items from the boxes? Just Luke takes like a force effects lightsaber box and just throws it at Palpatine and knocks him over the railing. <laughs> I have to tell you, though, down. the box is really cool. And especially the packaging for Hasbro in general, like has gotten mm. really awesome with the different colors. And then they have this like really cool kind of edge to all their packaging that has like the character on the side but this one in particular this lightsaber i am a huge lightsaber person i have kylo ren i have the luke skywalker blue one which originally the box had luke on it i know that they've changed it to ray now but i got it when it was still luke um and those you can't remove the blades the kylo ren and the the luke one i did get the yellow one which you guys know i've been asking for the yellow one forever and then they finally made it that one is cool because you can take the the blade out so you can store it you can travel with it it's much easier to maneuver with it um this one is also like that you can remove the blade it has like all different types of fighting functions you can you know when you fight someone else it makes different noises and it has uh cutting through a door noise like when Ooh. they cut through doors yeah hmm. um and on the box is him and his hood and i know in my unboxing video i had said oh it's him you know from jabba's palace with the hood up i actually don't think that's the case i think it might be the luke from mandalorian with the hood up because if it has a door cutting situation like he well, was cutting through stuff yeah Could true be. i when i saw it my first thought was that's the luke from mandalorian but when you said he had the hood up i was like that's right he does have the hood up however he didn't have his green lightsaber when he had the hood up. He takes the mm-hmm. hood off and then later gets the saber. You're in right. Return of the Technically, because it's in R2-D2. He never had the hood up and the green saber in Return of the Jedi at but the same time. But he did Mandalorian, which, yes. again, I think that's why Ooh. this is kind of Return of the Jedi with all well, these items. But it also is Mandalorian because yes. he uses it to actually battle with more. But anyway. He did have his hood up when he was finishing the construction of it on Tatooine in that deleted scene that they didn't use. But it's and deleted. Does he scene. ignite it too? Yeah, he ignites it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Goes I, I, there on the outside of the game. Yeah. Thinking about it though, based on what Hasbro's kind of made their money with lately, I feel like it is the Mandalorian look. Yeah, it's 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 prime Jedi Luke. That's what it right. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Um, now we are gonna get into front two, Luke. <laughs> what? Yeah, we're gonna get into what Luke might have done had he decided to ignite that puppy and and get, take a shot at Palpatine. But before that, we have our first segment of the day, James. I fear nothing for all this, as the Force wills it. Yes, Will of the Force this week. Uh, you know, if you want to be part of Will of the Force, it's really easy. You just got to head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast because there, if you become a patron, which only starts at five bucks a month, it's not that crazy, but you can get into the base. It's a secret passcode, right? Five bucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but once you get into the base, that is the place where you can start 
submitting questions and topics for the show, including Will of the Force, which is why we're going to start with a Patreon question. One of our patrons, Commander Carolyn Margolis, sent us over the question. Disney is celebrating their 100th anniversary. Will we be or will we still be getting Star Wars content in 100 years? And what will it look like? Um, Commander Carolyn wanted to know, what do you think, Lacey? Caroline, you are killing it because you asked a question on our live show on Thursday as well, which was really great. Um, You are making your mark here in the resistance, and I love it because I know you just bumped up to Commander. um, So we're so excited to have you. This is a great question. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard to think that far in the future because immediately I'm a terrible person and my brain goes to like, well, I won't be alive to see that, but... (laughs) So that's my first thought is like, oh, wah, wah. I won't be, I won't be able to see where Star Wars goes. But uh, my answer is yes. I think they obviously will still be doing Star Wars 100 years from now. It's one of the uh, big franchises at Disney and they've built parks around it and all this merchandise and stuff. And it has such um, meaningful, long lasting themes and stories and characters that people connect with that no matter if it's now or 100 years from now, people are still going to connect with them. Um, so that's the first part. The second part is what will it look like? This is a wild answer, uh, because I really don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what that's going to look like. Cause I don't know what the technology is going to be because I like to imagine like people did, you know, 56 years ago that we'd have flying cars and stuff. I like mm-hmm. to think that we're going to be at a point where you're like a part of the storytelling, like you get to experience it and, and, you know, VR type stuff and be in the movie would be cool. Um, kind of like uh, Ready Player One type stuff. But at the right. same time, it's like, oh, would, would they really do that to movies or would they you know, change that experience? Can you imagine Star Wars fandom if that was the thing? <laughs> I don't like to think of the negative. I like to think of the positive of what that experience would be like for me to oh, be able to do no. it. <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. Like, how would that turn out? But um, I like to think it's more going to be experiential stuff so they're already doing it in movie theaters where they have like water guns and stuff that spray you and like the chairs shake the 4d stuff yeah so i would assume that it'd be more of that um but man 100 years that is that is wild because stuff changes in the course of a year two years i mean look at the past five years for us caroline how much has changed not just for the podcast but for the world in five years I don't mean to cop out that answer, but I, I think it's going to be more of the experiential stuff and uh, technology and being able to watch stuff in your house probably more often than in a theater, but we'll see. Um, I will jump in and I'll actually be the negative person and say no. <laughs> that they won't have Star Wars? No. Interesting. Um, Interesting. I was hoping one of you would say that. I bet. I pie bet in a hundred years from now. Um, here, here's my thought on the way the world is going as far as media is that I think if you think about where the fifties and sixties were, as far as like how much music was being played on the radio or how many movies there actually were theatrically released. Like you can look at like the, like when star Wars came out in the late seventies, early eighties, there were literally only like 20 movies that they put in theaters and there wasn't enough to keep the theaters around. So they just kept re-releasing the same movies in theaters because people liked them and they would go again to see it today. Like there's so much content out there that there's all these streaming services and people are fighting for people to whatever. And the faster we get into AI and content creation, it becomes easier for people to just create it. I think we're going to get to the point where people stop buying into huge major properties and they just simply say, I'm going to use this technology to create my own stories, whatever I want to hear or like share with my friends and, and the, storytelling on a very realistic level, level, like what Lacey was describing, like virtual or experiential. Um, if that's the right word, she used it right. I wasn't using it right. Um, but (laughs) all of that content that's coming sooner than a hundred years. And then, uh, we're just, we're not going to, I don't think we're going to push big properties as big as they are. I think Mm. like there's, there's going to be more content and therefore star wars is just going to be another one of those things where like why are we trying to keep this one story alive when most people are just experiencing like 
one of the hundred million other stories and pieces of property that are all equally as good. Um, it's just what, you know, it's just so easy to create content and stories and worlds and all that stuff. So I think a hundred years from now, uh, I think the world is going to be so drastically different because of technology that I don't think things like theaters and film and, um, group experiences like that are going to be quite the same when it comes to a property like this, an IP like this. Interesting. That is a very interesting answer. Break, break our tie here. Uh, I don't think Star Wars will be around in 100 years in terms of new stuff. I think people mm-hmm. will still talk about Star Wars and watch Star Wars and that sort of thing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think it's historic. I think it has that like legacy element to it. Um, I'm not about to sit here and guess what it's going to be like in 100 years. I'll, I'll be here. Uh, I have every intention of importing my soul into a clone body of oh mine. Oh, my God. So I will be here uh, and I'll be able to report back and let people know on the uh, 5,000th episode of the Resistance Broadcast. That day is going to come and they're going to be like, no, John, we heard what you said about clones. You were cloned out (laughs) (laughs) and you are not going to be allowed to transfer your essence or whatever. Yeah. And, and, uh, but I'm looking at the Disney schedule now, and right now it says 2123 untitled Star Wars movie, 2125 untitled Star Wars movie, and 2127 <laughs> untitled Star Wars movie. And it says that's the Ryan Johnson trilogy. So that's what I'm putting my my chips in that in that basket. Bingo. And I think that's when we're gonna get the Ryan Johnson trilogy. So it's possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my real answer is no, I, I think that might be it. And I think that might be okay. That's a lot of Star Wars. Man. We've had mm-hmm. in the last 10 years, think about how much Star Wars we've had. Now times that by 10. Uh right. I don't know, man. That's a lot of stuff to try to tell without getting watered down. I would love to see them do it. Uh, because I'll be here for it. But I don't think so. I don't think Star Wars will be around. It's interesting. But great I, question, I, Caroline. And thank you I'm, so much. I'm not here to speculate, but it made me wonder. I wonder what the actual biggest property that has the most content is. I don't know. I don't think hmm. it's Star Wars. But well, anyway. Um, yeah, I was going to say probably Marvel. Because of all the comics and stuff, like just how much endless storytelling there is there. History, yeah. Or DC even, which predates Marvel, Right. Right. Um, all right, let's see. Well, we're spouting facts we have no <laughs> clue about. Someone's like, that's not true. Anyway, um, all right, let's move on to another question here for Will the Force. Uh, this one is, will Kelly Marie Trans, speaking of Ryan Johnson, um, return as Rose Tico in the next Star Wars movie with Rey Skywalker? All right, John, you're going first on this one. Any chance we're going to see Kelly Marie Tran return as Rose Tico in the next uh, movie? It's a lock. You can book it. Kelly Marie Tran will be back as Rose Tico. Um, I mean, she came back for to voice the Lego Holiday Special. She right. seems to still have enjoyed playing the character. I think a lot of the negativity surrounding it came from fans, fans who don't like her, fans who do like her, both negative about what was going on there. Um, but I think she will return, and I think a lot of people will feel better about that uh, because... You know, Rose is still, she was right there at the end, right there on Exegol, fighting alongside Finn and Jana and everybody. She's a big part of it. Right. Uh, so I think she will return. I think she'll be probably happy to return by that point. And uh, hopefully people are a bit nicer about her return, sort of like Ahmed Best and that sort of stuff. So I, I would be more than happy to see Rose Tico uh, return in that next movie. And uh, I, if I had to say yes or no, I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, Lacey, what do you think? I don't think she will. I think, and it's not because I don't want her to. I want to make that clear. Um, I think that the story is going to be about Rey and her Jedi Order and her adventures. And I think that means that she, in the 15 years from The Rise of Skywalker to now, as in the present when the movie takes place, I think she stepped away from the resistance and stepped away from that kind of government rebellion side of things and has kind of decided to take her own journey i mean in in any kind of like tale like this where the lead character just basically sacrificed themselves for the greater good of everybody else and like basically died and came back to life after doing that there's got to be some trauma associated with that 
And I wouldn't be surprised if she was like, you know what? Thanks so much. I'm going to go on my own, which we see at the end of the movie. She's with BB-8 on the Millennium Falcon. She gets rid of the lightsabers and then just says, hey, I'm Ray Skywalker, and she's alone. So I kind of take that as like she's going off on her own. Um, so that's why I think Rose won't be back because I don't think there will be a focus on the resistance and that side of things. Um, however, if there is, then she will be back. I just don't think she will. Man, it is tough because I I feel like Kelly Marie Tran would return, but mm-hmm. I feel like, and that's to John's point, but to Lacey's point, Rose Tico doesn't feel like she fits in the story very much. I mean, they basically pushed just, her out of the last friend. story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of necessary. I mean, if you're looking at the war and maybe like what her role or what her character's role was at the time, maybe it made more mm-hmm. sense for Rose to be like, like all all in agreement. Yeah, of course you would stay here and command people and stuff. You know what I mean? Based right. on just position. But like from an outside standpoint, we were like, well, why wouldn't Kelly be? I don't know. Um, right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes, but as a very small cameo role. She's not important, but I think that she could be called in um, similar to Maz Kanata in The Last Jedi uh, where she has a uh, a line and she's there and she's part of the story and she's saying, I'm in Star Wars, but I don't think she it's going to be a uh, main character or anybody, any character that adds to one of the main character's arcs. Mm-hmm. Unless it's, un- unless, unless... It's John Boyega and they go the route of the, that they make them love interest or something. Like if John Boyega, if the story of Ray's thing is about having, um, uh, 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 attachments and John Boyega and they do the Rose thing and maybe they build on what they have already started maybe. with the last Jedi. But, I, but I again, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm just saying that's the only angle where I think she really has like an important role in the story because I think Lacey's right. It's going to focus on Ray or, or the, or the characters that Ray. That's, your answer made me game. nervous because the fans who defended her having small role in rise of Skywalker will like double down on being angry if she has a small role in the next movie. So I think if they do bring her back, if they do that, it's like, just it's which one do problems. you build on? Do you build on Last Jedi or do you build on Rise of Skywalker? And you're probably I don't, I don't right. Think you if they look this one, I, they probably build on Rise yeah. of Skywalker. But I just thought this character was around and, and they find a yeah. spot for it. But I, maybe Lacey's right. Maybe it's just not a fit. I don't know. We we need to talk about another thing that could potentially have a significant role in that Ray movie. And we're going to say kyber so let's 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 take a second and think will kyber play any sort of significant role in the story of ray's next movie as she attempts to rebuild the jedi order um i'm going to start with john on this one what do you think oh yeah so (laughs) i i i thought of this because i thought it could be an interesting angle where sort of like how the empire was gutting like Jetta of all of its kyber and stuff but the the motivation for that was to power the death star whereas i think another motive would be to try to eliminate the return of the jedi and their weapons so there could be like a a, a group of you know uh scavengers archaeologists or pirates what have you who are ordered to find any kyber in the galaxy and destroy it and try to eliminate it. Uh, I think that could be a cool twist. Um, and also, I I like the idea of Kyber and what it means. But and you know, I don't like how far they've taken it. With you know, you can bleed this crystal to be this color and stuff. Because you know that old video of George Lucas saying, "Good guys green and blue, bad guys are red." You also don't like um, the concept of like the crystals it, call to a person, right? Yeah, That's what you I don't like that either. Alive and yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 So if they go back to it's just this object that they need and it's like it's all of a sudden rare and it could become a problem for the future of Jedi that Ray's trying to build, it could be a component to that because like Kathleen Kennedy said, like they're in disarray. So to me, that could also mean 
one of the more popular aspects of a Jedi from the fan perspective, general fan perspective, are lightsabers. You know, we were just talking about Luke's green lightsaber. We're going to have that discussion about it in a minute. Um, I think it could be could be a cool part of it. So I'm going to say yes, just because I think it'd be interesting. Lacey. Yeah, I think this is an interesting question. I do believe it will play a role because you can't have lightsabers without some type of kyber. I strongly believe they haven't said it. I don't believe in canon books or anything, but I I believe Ray's lightsaber, her yellow one, is a piece of Luke and Leia's lightsabers, if not their crystals, because it is yellow, which is blue and green, which is both of their lightsabers. That's kind of the headcanon I've always had. I don't know if that's the case. But if that is the case, then that means she didn't even have any kyber crystals to make her lightsaber. So if she's going to have more Jedi, which make more lightsabers, she's going to need Kyber to do that. So I think this could play a role in it, if not maybe be the driving factor to lead her on her adventure. Like, hey, I need these things. I need to go find them. And there's this one planet on the outer rim that I need to go to to get what remains of Kyber. Uh, and then she runs into trouble or she discovers there's a bigger problem. Um, it could be that kind of kickstart to get her traveling, so to speak, so that she's not on the same planet. Yes. Yeah. I. Well, she never had Luke's green lightsaber, though. The one she buried was the blue one. Oh, she didn't have his green one. You're right. I don't know why I thought maybe it's because I just unboxed his green one. So it's it on my flicker brain. flicker green when she turns it, though. It flickers green and it blue, does. right? It, it does. It, it goes blue, green, blue, blue, green, yellow. Yeah. Yeah, that could just be the reaction or something. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I, I do but... want to find out. Yeah, I want. I want to know what she made that out of. So that that's a part of it for sure. Yeah. So the, I, oh I, yeah, because they never really found Luke's green lightsaber, right? We have to assume so, it's it's on Octo somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Where did Yoda's? Oh end no up? no no, not Octo. Um, Kef Beer. Why would it be on Kef Beer? Did he take he had it his... at the end of... Oh, he you're right, it. you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because he had it because... in Mandalorian. Okay, mentally, I'm in the state that he threw the lightsaber away <laughs> at the end of... So uh, I was thinking it was on the Death Star when it blew up. No, but he obviously takes it with him. Okay, yeah, yeah, He has you're probably it. He right. Almost, he almost kills Ben Solo with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He has it. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I just think she needs to go get crystals. She probably doesn't have a whole collection of them. Yeah, it feels very like nerdy, you know, like if they were like, oh, we're going to make the core plot of this. But they also sort of did that with Coaxium and Solo. It was like well, the core plot. It could be. I know, a, it, well, well, that's I what I'm saying. It's like the, the initial kickoff to a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're talking about rebuilding a Jedi Order, you probably you are talking about having a bunch of Padawans and and at the age they're at, you're probably also wanting to get them lightsabers and that's part of the process that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think mm -hmm. Kyber would have to have some type of role. And in this particular, like if I, what it ends up being is what I am picturing it as I sort of, um, and relating to those episodes of the clone wars where Ahsoka takes the kids to go get the Kyber uh, and they have to go through that like journey. And, uh, you know, that carries through with like Ezra and he has to go through the temples and stuff. And I could see that being part of this story. So in which case getting the crystal and the, and the Kyber and the call and all that stuff, I feel like that could be a film and they could go that route. So I guess I'll say yes, although it does feel kind of nerdy and it feels like it would be so much simpler of them to just be like, when we start our adventure, they all have lightsabers, but they're still learning. And then the big bad comes, you know, and they all have to fight them. And it's like, it doesn't even right. have anything to do with it. Right. Um, but uh, moving on to our last question for Will of the Force, it's another uh, Patreon patron submitted question. This one coming from one of our generals, specifically our general, Matt Chitty. Uh, Matt sent in the question, will, gosh, lots of Ray questions. Uh, will Ray Palpatine's heritage be used against... Whoa. Him? Ray why Palpatine? Saying, why are you saying whoa? <laughs> He's upset Read that, that again. Ray Skywalker. Will Ray, will Ray's Palpatine heritage... There you okay. go. <laughs> I Ray Palpatine. All right. Will Ray's Palpatine heritage be used against her 
to curtail the rise of a new Jedi Order mirroring Leia from Bloodline by those opposed to a Jedi Order returning? Lacey, this question is going to you first. Is there any chance that everybody finding out that she's actually a Palpatine hurts her chances at starting this order or is, is a obvious clear problem in that process. Matt, this is a great question, especially because it ties it back to something that's happened earlier with Leia, as we know, with uh, the whole Darth Vader thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like they're not going to touch on that. Um, Her whole end of the rise of Skywalker is the acceptance that she isn't who she came from. She's who she chooses to be, which she chooses to be Ray Skywalker. I think that she'll probably make hints to her friends and loved ones, and maybe even the people she's training that, Hey, I've experienced darkness or I've dealt with my dark side. You can do it too. type, like a mentoring type relationship. But I can't see someone being like, you're a Palpatine. Because the only people that knew were Leia, Luke, and Kylo ben. Ren, Ben Solo. Like, who else knew she was a Palpatine? And, she and did she Palpatine, tell, she didn't tell Finn. Luke. I said Luke. She didn't yeah. tell Finn. She didn't tell Poe. Um, unless she tells them after the fact, and then we are filled in on that in the it's movie. It's 15 years later. Yeah, yeah, I just, I feel like it's one of those things that at the end of the movie, when she says she's Ray Skywalker, she's accepted that I'm not what they think I am. I'm who I choose to be. Therefore, I think she's just leaving that behind. Embracing the fact that she came from that and she's not being defined by it. But I think that she's, it's not going to be brought up as like a, you're a Palpatine, you can't do this. It's just going to be like, hey, you're the one that saved us all. Like she's going to be the legend that Luke was in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I say also that it it's not going to roll out like that. And I think the biggest reason that it was part of Leia's storyline is because she's in politics and she's a very public figure. Um, she was hiding that information. And I think, I don't think Ray's hiding anything. I think she's just proceeding as Ray Skywalker. Right. Um, and I don't think she's trying to, to impress anybody or, or win a bunch of people over at best. She's probably trying to win over just the kids and, and as a trustworthy leader. So I could maybe see a scene where some of the kids be like, she's not telling the truth she's a Palpatine and then she just has like a lesson or something about it and sort of like calms them all down to be like, you, you know, you all have your past, but that's not who you have to be or whatever. Right. Um, I, I don't see it being part of the main storyline um, like it was for Leia. And that was obviously a huge issue for her entire political career. Um, John Especially Lee. when you now have Kenobi, where you see where she's little and she's grappling with who her parents really are, to yeah. know that later in that younger life to have to realize, oh, wait, Kenobi told me these nice things about my parents, but the truth is this. That's a whole nother angle of that. Yeah. John, what do you think? Um, You just made me think of how, <clears throat> like, Leia, like, it's always about Luke and his trauma. Like, you know, he, he knew Obi-Wan for a day and she's consoling him. And then he tells her that Darth Vader is his father and then says, you're my sister. And she's like, she's not like, oh my God, Darth Vader's my father. She's like, Luke, you have to run away. You know, Leia's awesome. Um, I don't Also, think- if you think of the pressure she was under, uh, just as a quick side note, like we often think about like, oh, poor Luke, he has so much pressure on him. She has so many more people answering to her and like coming to her and believing in her than Luke. Luke is just kind of a no one that I can't even imagine the pressure she was constantly under. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I don't think this will be an aspect of this movie for, uh, I mean, a few reasons. I agree with what you're you're saying, both of you. Um, But I also have, in my opinion, I believe Lucasfilm pays for good and for bad, pays a lot of close attention to online fandom and what patterns they see and that sort of thing. And I think they feel, at least for stuff happening in the future, that people are done, like have had enough with Palpatine. Um, and I 
I agree with that. You know, she Ray finally, you know, vanquished him or uh, you know, got rid of him. Um and I think just bringing this up again and using it is like another avenue of Palpatine returning without literally returning and I think yeah. people are going to be just like really tired of that saying like really like we're using this again like even though mm-hmm. he doesn't come back he stills hovering over everything and I, I think that would be a mistake and I think they probably understand that and they probably uh, have a good idea that fans are all set with him moving forward so I don't think it's going to be something that comes up it's very interesting I think it's a great question Matt and it, they could very well do it. I just don't think they will for the reasons I just said. Um, and I hope they don't either. I, you know, I love Palpatine as much as anyone, but I think with with his ending there and Ray sort of literally erasing him from existence, and by saying like, "I am not choosing," uh, I'm choosing my future, and I think that has to hold. And for people to make it a big plot point of this thing hanging over her, I think would be a mess. So I, I don't think they will. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, those are some good answers, and uh, I hope that satisfies your question, Matt Chitty. <laughs> I, I think it's definitely Misty, a Matt. Uh, yeah a very unique thing uh, that could, as we learn more about the movie, become relevant and not relevant, and speculate on how much they're going to be involving Palpatine. Yeah. But that and- is going. Oh, good. Well, I just want to say thanks to our patrons, you know, yes. it, uh, for submitting. We get a bunch of those. We we post them onto our Patreon page and uh, we get a ton of them. And we try to sometimes we do the all will the force once in a while, but sometimes we usually do two. So if you didn't get picked, like, don't worry. I, You know, we try to make sure we get everyone involved, but th- they're always great questions. So thank you mm-hmm. for all of our patrons who contribute to uh, will the force. It's really cool. Yeah. And speaking of that, John, you might as well, since we're closing it up with Will of the Force, might as well go ahead and take us into our next section. Yeah. So the discussion, as you know, you saw the title we talked about at the top. What if Luke decided, instead of throwing away his lightsaber, decided to ignite it and fight Palpatine at the very end of Return of the Jedi? Obi-Wan once thought as you do. This might be the closest that quote has come to being connected to one of our conversations. <laughs> one of our discussions but, would be, uh, do you think that Obi-Wan used to think like Luke did? Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, so here we go. What ifs? Uh, Marvel's done it. Star Wars fans have always talked about it. It's a cool popular avenue for fans to go down when it comes to their favorite fictional stories it's it's when we get really geeky with things and like what if darth vader wasn't luke's father uh what if solo was released in december of 2018 what if luke and leia were not related uh which was the case until return of the jedi um well with return of the jedi just celebrating its 40th anniversary we wanted to ask the question what if luke decided to fight palpatine at the end of Return of the Jedi, instead of throwing away his lightsaber, what would have happened? Would it have played out virtually the same with Vader still having to turn on Palpatine and kill him? Would Vader not have turned? Would Luke have bested Palpatine? Let's talk about the possibilities if Luke decided to ignite the green lightsaber instead of throwing it away. Um, so I am actually not going to start on this one. So if I'm going to let James have... start. Oh gosh. You want to let James start? Okay. Yeah. Pressure's on. <clears throat> I don't know guys. Um, one thing, one thing to start this off is that um, I had a little bit of clarification with John before we started this episode. At what point do we think, you know, Luke was attacking Palpatine? Because when it when the battle first starts, I think he is going after Palpatine and Vader stopping him. You know, he's the he's the middleman between Luke actually giving into the dark side and trying to destroy Palpatine. It's through the process of that fight that Luke comes to the conclusion that he's actually not fighting. He's not actually trying to kill Palpatine. He's just trying to like win and sort of stand up for what he's was going for him. He sees that through Vader and makes the decision after he's defeated Vader to not continue what he was wanting to do in the first place 
mm-hmm. and go forth with actually striking down Palpatine. So in this particular situation, I think my gut reaction, I'll kick it off. I think that Luke seemingly goes through his dad, sees that his dad's there and says, I'll save you, dad. Don't even worry about that. Uh, I'm going to go kill this guy. And he goes over to try to fight Palpatine. I think having just given everything he had to even get through the Vader fight, you see him at the end. He's, he's out of breath. You know what I mean? He was like hitting him as hard as he could. I think Palpatine kills Luke pretty handedly. I don't think it was like Palpatine shooting the lightning at him and he's clearly defeating Luke, but Luke's not fighting back. I get that. If Luke was fighting back, would it be an even fight? I still think Palpatine would win and overpower him because he just went through a bodily and mentally draining battle against his father. Hmm. Go ahead, John. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the obvious thing is Luke starts getting to that place of almost borderline rage and he is hammering down that lightsaber at a at a just completely beaten Darth Vader, which is the exact opposite of Empire, The Empire Strikes Back when Vader says, you are beaten. And he's got Luke down on the ground and he chops off his hand. Vader's lightsaber goes tumbling down uh, the reactor shaft and he sees his cutoff hand and he looks at his own and he's like, I'm about to become this and I can't do that. So he's like, I have to honor who my dad was, not who my dad is. And that's when he throws it away. But if he stays in that moment and he still believes that, but thinks the only way to beat this guy is with this weapon, then I do agree. I think it'd be very difficult for me to imagine Luke still at that point, because I think Luke gets stronger and stronger. So when like the Luke we see in Mando is an even more powerful version than the one we're seeing here. uh, I think this is Luke still getting to that point. It's like Yoda telling him, you must confront Vader. Only then a Jedi will you be. So this is like, he just sort of in, in, in Yoda's eyes, Luke just became a Jedi three seconds ago. And it's like, I don't know that he would stand up to Palpatine, even though Palpatine's older now. And I'm assuming Palpatine doesn't have a lightsaber on his hip. So I think this is all force lightning here, but like seeing what Palpatine did to all those master Jedi and Mace Windu with Anakin's help, of course, I don't know that one person in Luke, even though he's Luke Skywalker would have beaten him. So I think it would have come down to does Vader get inspired by Luke throwing away his weapon. And that's what made him find that moment or would it have happened anyway? And I'm leaning towards it would have happened anyway. So I think Luke still would have, I don't think a lot would have changed as my initial thoughts. And I'm willing to be, I'm willing to be uh, convinced otherwise. I think Luke would have tried his best to stop some of the lightning bolts, but Palpatine would have had more tricks up his sleeve to, to, and, and bad guys never play fair. And who knows, maybe he has a lightsaber on him. Who knows? But I think he would have bested Luke, but I still like to think that Anakin would have done something to still stop Palpatine there. Interesting. I think you bring up a good point with Yoda where he says, you know, only then will you be a Jedi because as we all know, a Jedi uses his strength from knowledge and defense, never for attack. So I think the moment that you pose this what if of, hey, Luke's now on the attack, he's not a Jedi. He's just being aggressive. And I think that First of all, I hate this scenario. I hate this one. If I think the situation is perfect as is, so I don't like talking about things that are like taking it away, but I understand yeah. the concept. That being said, I think Luke really finds his strength in the ability to say no, to say, no, I'm not going to fight, to say, hey, you can strike me down if you want, but I'm not going to fight you because that's not what I stand for. So the moment you switch that and say, hey, he's going on the aggressive and he's going to attack kind of like if you look at like what he did with Ben Soul or something like it only is going to lead down a dark path. So it's one of two ways. He bests Palpatine and then embraces his dark side and becomes a bad guy and goes with his dad to take over or two, 
he gets killed, like James says. I don't think there's a scenario, in my head at least, knowing what Luke is capable of and knowing what Luke stands for, where he goes on the attack with Palpatine and doesn't and walks away the same person as when he goes in. Like he walks away that caring, selfless person because we even see what happens to Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. The moment he makes that decision to kill Do- uh, Dooku, the moment he makes that choice of like, I'm going to end this and not let him go through the proper channels of justice, I- there's a switch there. I have a lot of thoughts and I'm, I, I don't want to like lose them because because the, okay. the first thing the first thing that I'm thinking about is the only reason that Luke was able to beat Vader was because Vader threatened Leia. He was losing that fight and was he acted not... on his emotions. Yes, exactly. So yes. Uh, like Leia was the key that brought out the dark side in Luke and that push of power all of a sudden was enough that rage was able to overthrow so he actually sort of defeats rage yes he (laughs) i think he defeats vader thanks to the dark side Mm. um but he recognizes that that's what's going on and says okay well i've disabled him he's fine i don't have to kill him um and and i and we can we can be done with this and he moves on from that point. Given that, I don't think that Luke would have been able to be- beat Palpatine unless somehow Palpatine would have triggered him otherwise. Do you know what I mean? Which he like, did with Anakin. Oh, because he would manipulate Padme thing. Yes. Um, but that's but the, but it's also interesting then because that ties into that scene pretty well considering like assuming mace windu would have said he's too dangerous to keep him alive just assuming anakin goes i agree and mace windu kills palpatine in that moment (laughs) (laughs) yeah like what happens to mace windu after that is he too far gone or does he just like like uh, now the Sith and the, the, the oppression and all that, and the dark side has been released. He actually does successfully sort of kill the root of the problem, even though that's maybe not the best way to do it. That's not the Jedi way. He would have been successful in killing the disease or the corruption within everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. So it makes me wonder like if Luke in this dark side rage was like, okay, buddy, I'm feeling it. I got, I drank my Red Bull. Here we go. I'm going Palpatine. And he does manage to kill him. What happens to Luke is, is now that that's out of the picture, his father's fine. Well, I mean, he may still die, but you know what I mean? He can still have that conversation and all that, but he did Mm -hmm. in fact defeat Palpatine. Does he not still walk out of the room the same way? Because I don't think it's Vader saving Luke that saved him. He already had made that decision beforehand. So does this all make sense? I guess my question would be to start was when Yoda and Obi-Wan are talking about Luke facing Vader, they don't say that he has to kill Palpatine, right? They're just like, hey, you have to face Vader. Yeah, he says you have to confront Vader in order, and that's your last test. But they don't say defeat, right? They never say defeat. I think they say confront. Right. So even they are backing up the idea that as soon as you cross that line to killing someone, like, it's just another step. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, as soon as Anakin made that choice, you see the change happen, right? Something doesn't sit right. And then he's always a little off. And then things get worse, right? So I just feel like Luke, the rage that you speak of, James, you're totally right. He's able to overtake Vader because of his rage in protecting Leia. He's acting out on emotion. And we see that with Rey in the sequel trilogy. Oftentimes she acts out on rage and emotion to get strength. Mm -hmm. But the question is, will that change someone once they do that to overpower someone as powerful as Palpatine, who's so, been running this for so long. 
So the expectations from Yoda and Kenobi are that Luke needs to kill Vader. And that's what I was curious about. Do, do they say yeah. that though? Luke tells Obi-Wan, I can't kill my own father. And right, Obi-Wan right. goes, then the emperor has already won. You were okay. Oh. Got it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So, there is definitely an, uh, a killing aspect. And, and, and <laughs> I feel I'm like gonna... now that we know so much about Kenobi, by the way, that he's being a little petty there where he's like, you got to kill him. I couldn't do it. So you got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, he really passed I have the a book cur- there. <laughs> I have a, a curveball I want to throw out in a minute, but so Palpatine tells Luke to kill, finish the job, kill Vader and take your place by my side. Luke's obviously not going to do that. So I, th- I think it's fair that Luke could have ignited his lightsaber and said, or just st- stood there and said, I'm not killing my father, not thrown away his lightsaber. Just say, mm. I'm not doing it. I'm not killing my father. Mm. And Palpatine goes for the move and Luke ignites the lightsaber and blocks the force lightning. Mm-hmm. So that could have been a situation where he's not going full rage and going to attack Palpatine. He's using defense. He's using knowledge, but they end up fighting. So that's still an opportunity there where Luke does fight the Emperor, but through the true Jedi way. That's on the table. That exists. But the curveball I want to throw out there is was I, I am I wrong just to say I the, in that scenario I was saying I think Luke just loses. Yeah, I and think that, he, he might. He, yeah, he may very well lose there. There's also a chance maybe he could win. Um yeah. like Obi-Wan versus Maul the first time. Um mm-hmm. but I think the the curveball would be I wonder if Palpatine in that moment where Luke says, you know, I'm not going to fight you. I'm a Jedi like my father. What if instead of electrocuting Luke Palpatine went after Vader. Would that have also made Luke jump in and say, I have to stop this right now and get involved and fight? So I think that's something that maybe could be on the table too. <laughs> could, could, could Palpatine, in other words, if Palpatine went for Vader first, he probably kills him quickly because the electricity and his you know breathing it mechanism seems, and everything. Then it seems like a better strategy. So I think the biggest mistake was Palpatine going for Luke first and that's the dark side, the obsessed dark side, the confidence, the arrogance, all of that, mm-hmm. saying, like, I'm going to take out this kid when his his big move should have been going for Vader. So if Palpatine does the smart thing and go right for Vader, what does Luke do in that situation? Um, I still don't see a situation in my mind where Luke could best Palpatine, but if he sees him going after his father, maybe that puts him over the top where he can defeat Palpatine. I just... I agree that this situation is not the one I wanted to see, but it's a very thought provoking um, mm-hmm. what if, because it's on the table where Luke could have still been a noble Jedi and not thrown away his lightsaber. He could have kept it and reacted to a Palpatine move. Like Luke throwing away his lightsaber isn't the only Jedi move, you know, especially Yoda and, and Yoda and Obi-Wan wanted him to kill Vader and Luke stopped himself. So I think there's layers to it. I don't think it's just Luke had to do that or he wasn't officially a Jedi. I like the move he did. I think that was the right, perfect thing and one of the greatest moments in the whole saga. But I still think if Luke kept his lightsaber and reacted to a Palpatine move, he still would have been considered doing the right Jedi thing. You, You know what's weird about that, though? Like, what was Luke's plan, honestly? Like he was, I know he's following in the footsteps of Obi-Wan to be like, Obi-Wan may or may not have been able to defeat Vader, but that wasn't the point. It was that Obi-Wan chose not to fight and he ended up, that made him stronger, you know? Well, but like, unless he was calling his bluff, Luke tells the Emperor, soon I'll be dead and you with me. So Luke was there completely facing all of his fears, not afraid of dying. He said, I, if I have to go there and stop him and it costs my life, so be it. So Luke put it all on the table there. I don't think he had a plan of like, I might get out of here. I think that's why he had his moment with Leia and he had his moment with Han and stuff. He had a, a real thought that I'm not coming back from this. The same I'm way Ray did in The Rise of Skywalker. She didn't think she was coming back either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that's a... So he threw his noble- weapon down just for the sake of being a martyr for the Jedi. Martyr well, for the Force. Well, he, 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 he tells Emperor... He tells the Emperor pretty early on when he gets there with Vader, soon I'll be dead and you with me. Like, so I think Which that's I think something- he's, he, and then your, your faith in your friends is yours. So I think he's saying, I fully intend for my 
friends to be victorious and blowing up this thing. Bingo. Yes. So while he's there, what I'm saying is, is his plan to throw down and say, in my last moments of being alive, I'm not going to be in, uh, you know, embedded with the dark side. I will be embedded with the light. I don't, I I mean, I think his motivations are clearly with his friends and the rebellion, but also a part of it was he wanted to prove himself right that there was good still in his father. And he went there not expecting to ever uh, come back. Um, And I think Luke was surprised that he wound up being able to see his friends again, because when he gets back, it's like one of those hugs when you hug someone that you never thought you'd see again type of hugs. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's a weird moment because then if you think about Leia and, and Han and Han goes, I'm sure Luke wasn't on that thing when it blew and Leia's like, he wasn't like she, she had felt it. So you almost have to feel like how much of what happened up there was Leia sensing and feeling. Was, did she sense it when Luke went after Vader when he said sister? Like that's I would love to know that. I don't know if that's been told yet either. So mm-hmm. like getting Leia's point of view through the Force about that could be because she's cool. clearly very strong on feelings yeah. and like yeah. she did, knows what other people. She are knew about he survived. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did they already release from a certain point of view for Return of the Jedi yet? Not yet. I didn't think so. I was like, that could be one of the stories. I don't know if we know if that it, or not. I but. don't think it is. Usually they focus on like the creatures. They don't usually generally feature on the main characters. It's more like the... They have a mixture of deep and and like like dewbacks so, causing chaffage, but then they sni- also have ones like Obi-Wan's nice noodles is one of them. I think Chris yeah, I mean, like, nice noodles they, or whatever. They definitely do like weird stuff too. But I, I mean, in my understanding of the others, there were sometimes where they just said Obi Wan. Like was they one. took like uh, like Lando. You know, like we know what was going on with Lando, but what was going on with Lando when we were actually in the movie watching what was going on with Luke? And the, you know what I mean? They just show like they talk a little extra thing and what's going through that character's mm-hmm. mindset a little I bit more. I, than I, I you know, me personally, I'm not the biggest fan of the from a certain mm-hmm. point of view stuff, but. I know it's, I'm just saying it, it would it might be the one opportunity somebody gets to explore what was Leia thinking I, when yeah, that thing blew, you know. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think for me, all of uh, the, the, the biggest question coming out of this, because I think like if the question simply is what if Luke went after Palpatine like and started fighting him? I think the answer is he lost. But assuming that he wins, I'm really interested in what that means for Luke. Because I've always kind of been interested in that dynamic of the only reason Star Wars continued is because Anakin stops Mace Windu. And there's this like debate over like what, you know, Mace Windu wasn't necessarily doing the right thing. But imagining the scenario of Mace Windu being Mace Window, it's such a <laughs> such a sl- easy slip up. Because he's right there. Or his original name, um, Mace Windy. <laughs> Windy, yeah. Um, uh, imagining that scenario where he goes, he's too dangerous to be alive. And Anakin goes, I agree. And they go, boom. And they kill Palpatine. <laughs> Does that not just solve all the problems? Uh, I, I, like, but why are we or, going back to that every time? Because that is the scenario to me. That's the scenario that Luke's in. Because mm-hmm. if... If Yoda and Obi-Wan are saying, you have to go kill Palpatine, you have to go confront Vader and kill them, destroy them, then that is what these old Jedi masters who have who've lived an entire life of understanding that, you know, that, um, that order and everything, they still think it's okay to recognize that he's the problem, he's the bad guy, he's the source of all this, and if you, the good guy, go in there and kill him, that ends the resolution. The galaxy's saved if you can go in there and kill the bad guy. The problem is, is we get in this. Well, yeah, yeah. We, the main bad guy is what I mean by Palpatine, the guy. Yeah, but right, Vader. Um, I guess my thing is like at the end of the day, he he goes in there and he does something different. He sort of like switches it up and goes the pacifist route as opposed to the like military, <laughs> you know, kill the leader of this other country and, you know, rectify a country's situation or something and they just instead like i don't know he he goes this the this good light way of handling things and palpatine ends up getting killed anyway so 
it is true that Palpatine's death is the resolution to the galaxy being saved. Luke didn't do it, but if he would have done it, I still think that would have been okay. Or is the argument that other fans would make if Luke would have killed Palpatine, he just would have gotten the hunger for killing and it would have been a, the, the dark side well, thing to I was, do. And that would have I was led him arguing down a bad that, path but I don't think I was arguing it in the sense that he would get a hunger for killing. I don't think well, he's the, like a serial I don't think so killer. either. I think ultimately at the end but of the I day, think it's even, a dark even thing if he to kill does someone. strike down Palpatine, it, it's like a righteous yes, kill or something. But I still think that it's a dark thing to kill someone. Whether you're doing it for the right reasons or not, it's going to stick with you. So I think it just changes the character from Luke who laid down his weapon and said, I'm not going to fight. I'm... I'm not going to do this. You can't ask me to do this. And then to have his father save him is a completely different dynamic than him going back to the behavior that then before he makes that choice to continue it on to kill someone in rage is Anakin like it's not Luke like. So then you fall down that same historical path of letting your emotions and rage define who you are. Star Wars. That's why Luke was the person that ended that kind of cycle. Star Wars has this problem because it's about war. They're always constantly like stormtrooper dead, stormtrooper dead, stormtrooper dead. You know, tie fighter boom, tie fighter boom. But it's defense, though. That's why you kind of excuse it because they're the smaller guys. They're the they're defending themselves. They're not aggressively attacking. Well. A lot of it has to do with the faith and of Luke and because Yoda and Obi-Wan are both completely convinced that Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker died a long time ago. And this is Darth Vader and he is evil and he needs to be killed. And Luke's like, and now we know that because and, he told Kenobi Palpatine he's dead. Too, both of them. Well, yeah, I'm saying Vader told Kenobi Anakin's dead. I am Vader now. I'm all that. Yeah. Remains. Oh, yeah. So and, that and, plays and, back and, into that. And Yoda and Obi-Wan don't mince words about it at all in the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. They're never like, Mm -mm. uh, they're like, no, like you got to kill this guy. You know, the whole concept of there's still good in him is like everything up to that point was once somebody goes dark side, they don't return, which is kind of interesting because I think there are some books and stuff, even in like, you know, High Republic and stuff where they kind of toyed with characters returning. But But regardless, it's yeah, it's it's Luke being the really the only person who still and it, like we've all been in that situation where we're the only person who believes a certain way, but we know it's right. And mm-hmm. like there is the rare occasion where you are vindicated in that belief. And Luke certainly was. So his faith that Anakin still existed is why this all happens. And there, that's the irony of it. If you want to do the parallel thing, going back to your example about Mace Windu and Palpatine, James, it's like. Luke believing in Anakin led to Palpatine getting killed there. Whereas Mace Windu not believing in Anakin led to Palpatine's rise. And consistently the of not believing in him yeah. over and over again. Yes. So it's that that's the irony there. And then the parallel between those two situations is over the belief and faith in Anakin. One being Jedi Anakin, not Mace Windu not believing in him. But Luke seeing this mangled, robotic mess of a dark side, evil Darth Vader and believing that Anakin's still there. And that's the power of uh, Luke Skywalker. And I think that's what changes this whole thing. I still, when it, but when it comes down, because I know we're up on time, but when it comes down to the original question, though, I, I think if Luke decided to fight Palpatine, and again, still can do it using the Jedi way if Palpatine strikes first, uh, I still think Palpatine would have bested him in in a one to one battle, and it comes down to, I think, Vader seeing Luke stop, and like reminded him of himself early on and something. He still would have done something. So I I still think it ends the way it ends and goes the way it goes, but it just would have been from different you know choices and and how it was done and it would have been it would have been cool to see luke fighting palpatine you know we mm-hmm. you compare it to yoda fighting palpatine and you compare it to all these things it could be really cool but i ultimately like what they went with um i know there's been there were a lot of changes to a lot of the drafts of return of the jedi and all that sort of stuff but uh that's my takeaway i think it still would have went the way it went 
and but I and I ultimately like how they did it. But it was really fun talking about the what ifs. So what what are your guys' final thoughts on this, Lacey? I mean, my I kind of stick by what I said that I I think the only explanation to the what if for me is that if he chose that path to use his rage and like attack aggressively, it would have changed who Luke was. Now, would it mean yeah, that he'd go completely to the dark side? Probably not. I don't know about that, but he wouldn't be the hopeful, optimistic person leaning against the tree at the end of the movie, smiling at ghosts. He would be in a very different place. Um, and that's what I think. I, I think once he chose not to fight, it defined who his character was. So if you change that big moment and who he is, it changes what the character does. Hmm. Yeah. James, any final thoughts? I think I I think that if uh, Luke tried to go up against Palpatine, he probably would have lost. The only the only thought in my mind, though, that he could have won the fight is what we were describing: is if Palpatine would have teased him, or, like taunted him to a point that would have gotten him to tap into that rage, he may have been able to defeat Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I I I don't necessarily think of luke as like a superman or goku sort of situation where like no matter how down he is if you pin him he's going to double his power and you know somehow manage to pull out of the situation regardless i so i do still think that luke probably would have lost that battle had it went a different way and ultimately was really lucky that he didn't kill vader because vader had just enough energy to save his life um yeah and, and 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 the only other thing just to add to Lacey's is like is I, I don't I don't necessarily know what would have happened afterwards. I think we're both speaking to that. But I, I think there could I still think Luke could have been pretty fine with defeating Palpatine, mm. killing Palpatine, considering Palpatine has no redeeming quality whatsoever. If Palpatine was so, like if like Anakin, for instance, you know, is like in there and they've been saying that, oh, he's still there. And he got to that point and he's like, well, Anakin's still it's still like one percent Anakin and kill him. Then I think you have a problem. But Palpatine's a completely different story. He's zero percent good. So it's like I, I don't I don't know how much that would have affected his personality mm-hmm. had he actually strike down Palpatine at the end. But it's all mm-hmm. speculation. And you're probably right. Like maybe, maybe I mean. Who knows like what happens when you're actually like act actively being the one who kills somebody. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, a cool. What if uh, we hope everyone enjoyed the discussion and let us know what you think, you know, uh, it doesn't matter what you, you know, you can think about any aspect. <laughs> it doesn't matter situation. what you think. <laughs> oh, that's not what I mean. But <laughs> I do want to know what the rock thinks now. About this. <laughs> yeah. That's important. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't, you're not conflicted in terms of like, oh, I can't think this way. Think this way. You have open palette. It's a, what if you can do whatever you want and, and let us know what you think would be the situation, uh, had Luke kept his lightsaber and, and, and actually got into a, uh, fight or duel with Palpatine at the end of that movie. But we hope you enjoyed this discussion and we appreciate you, uh, joining us here on this episode, but that brings us towards the end. So, you know, we want to thank you for, listening watching being a part of trb it means a great deal to us uh make sure you are subscribed on our channel youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast um share the video on social media you know i i know you're probably thinking like oh my little bit won't matter it will it really will if you don't mind just letting people know about this podcast it helps immeasurably uh so please do share and tell friends who like star wars about trb uh, and it's cool to listen to podcasts with friends who also listen to it and you can talk about it and stuff. So thank you. And of course, audio platforms, uh, keep rating us on Spotify and Apple and subscribing, uh, and listening means a lot. And of course, Patreon, like James said at the top, join us over there. Submitting to will the force is just a little scratch on the surface of what we have going on over there on Patreon. We have a discord server. Uh, we have a lot of bonus videos that we do. We have polls, we have, hangouts we have some watch parties we have uh uh 
commentaries, a lot of stuff. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash resistance broadcast tier started five bucks, as James said. And I'd be remiss if I didn't give a special shout out to our generals and spice runners. Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Micah Harrison, Colin Cormier, Haz Aslam, Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, and Diana, and our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. Uh, we will be back with you for TRB Live, as always. Uh, where we'll be talking about the latest Star Wars news and things might start heating up as we head into June, this being our last episode of May, which means the next time you see us will be calendar-wise two months away from Ahsoka, which is wild to even think about. Um, but we hope you have a wonderful week. We hope your June is off to a great start. And as far as we go, Johnny Hoey on Twitter. And just like the movies, my movie podcast, uh, we put on an episode on Iron Man last week. And next week, we're doing Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Get ready for Indy. Uh, James, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. There it is. Are you changing it yet? Do you figure it out yet? I haven't figured it out yet. I don't know what to do. All right. We'll do a poll on Patreon. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Uh, Lacey, how about you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. All right. Uh, thank you again, everybody. We hope you have a great week, and we will see you as always next time right here on TRB. See you around, kids. <laughs>